0: Greetings, friends, and welcome to this week's Audio Musing. My name is Darian Duckworth, and I am so glad you're here. For nearly a decade now, I have found great joy in writing mostly weekly blog posts on all the good things God is revealing in our world today. This weekly podcast is simply a reading of that post, an audio version of the written musing. I currently serve as a United Methodist pastor in Mississippi and hold a doctorate in end-of-life care. My ministerial passion is companioning individuals and congregations in grief, death, and dying. The views expressed are mine alone and not those of my employer or denomination. My hope is that this somewhat weekly reflection will give you permission to pause and reflect on God's goodness for a few minutes to hear his voice and perhaps see him at work in a new way. Let's jump right in to this week's post. Before I share this week's musing, I do want to let you know that next week, which is the week of November 1st, uh, we will not have a written or an audio musing. I'm taking next week off to get some things done and hopefully do a little bit of cleanup uh, on the website and on the podcast. And so do know that uh, there will not be anything new next week, but I look forward to listening with you again the week of November 8th. All right, on to this week's musing, which is titled The Return of the Candid Clergy Woman for October the 26th, 2021. When I started this blog over 10 years ago, a semi-regular topic I enjoyed addressing was life as a single clergywoman. Topics included and are tagged as hashtag on my website, being told not to show my belly button in a headstand, trying to avoid a fisherman desperate for a date in Kroger, what not to say to a single clergywoman in 2013, and what you still shouldn't say to a single clergywoman in 2016. In the notes for this episode, you can find a link to the written musing, which has links to all of these if you would like to read them more. But anyway, it's been a couple of years since I wrote anything that I categorized under the candid clergywoman. And the more recent posts that I did tag with that hashtag are actually not stories of singleness, but more reflections on vocation and pastoral identity. Two examples. One is titled Why I Do What I Do, and another is titled What Matters Most. It's been fun recently to look back through a decade of candidness to see not only how my own writing has changed but it's also to see how my understanding of candid clergywoman has evolved and recently when this preacher walked into a bar I couldn't help but decide to return to the topic now let me provide a little context for why the preacher was walking into a bar ever since seminary one of my favorite rituals is to take myself out to dinner weekly here are the criteria I sit at the restaurant's bar, I read a book, I eat a good meal with a glass of wine. Some of the best theologically rich conversations I've had over the years were with strangers eating nearby me. I have also heard some of the worst pickup lines from strangers in that setting too. And some of the best counselors in disguise, the hands and feet and ears of Christ in this world, are bartenders, ready and willing to listen all while doing their job. Now, on my last weekly pilgrimage to a place that I like to frequent, I found myself in a conversation with two dudes seated seated nearby. One dude was from here in Mississippi. The other was from Alabama. Now, when the dude from Alabama heard the dude from Mississippi call me preacher, just as a side note, the dude from Mississippi also frequents uh, this bar and likes to eat by himself, but the, the dude from Alabama inquired and was curious because he heard the dude from Mississippi call me preacher. And so he said, well, where do you preach? And when I told him that I I was, when I told him where I preach, he told me that he was also Methodist. And the following dialogue ensued. The dude said to me, we have a lady bishop and a lady superintendent, but boy, when they tried to send us a lady preacher, dot, 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 I replied, it didn't go so well, did it? He said, nope, didn't work. I responded to him, that's too bad. We women are really good preachers. Y'all are missing out on some good sermons. He said very loudly, all caps, Oh, I would be fine with a lady preacher. I would love to have a lady preacher. I laughed and reassured him that I understood, that there was no need for explanation, especially a loud explanation in a public place. What amazed me in the moment was what I did and didn't feel, though. I was not offended by what he said. I truly felt badly for this church and what they were missing by rejecting a pastor who might have been exactly who they needed. I didn't want for him to feel as if he needed to explain anything. I appreciated his honesty. I couldn't believe how easily and confidently I spoke of my and my clergy sister's gifts and church leadership as well. You know, patience is a difficult fruit to bear, no matter which vocation we're in, especially when that patience has to do with dealing with people. I've read countless articles over the years about the struggles of women in ministry. My heart is overflowed with gratitude that I haven't experienced so much of the rejection and the hurt, but at the same time, my heart is pained for those who have. I've been blessed to serve in churches and communities who affirmed me and my calling, But I recognize many women are still waiting patiently for that same acceptance and waiting for mindsets to shift. For those of us whose roads have been smoother, it's even more important for us to voice the giftedness of women in ministry. For those whose roads have been stonier, it's important to persevere, to keep on preaching, to keep on answering the call with patience. And to remember that you are surrounded with a cloud of witnesses who can be confident for you and with you When your confidence is waning. As Pastor Appreciation Month draws to a close, I give thanks and appreciation for the pastors who mentored and affirmed and friended me over the years, but I especially rejoice in the gifts of the clergywomen who walk alongside me now. We can't change people's minds overnight. But a dude from Alabama in a bar reminded me that we can certainly keep on shining the light of Christ, that change is happening. And he also reminded me that we can leave the renewing of our mind that St. Paul writes about in his letter to the Romans as the body of Christ up to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For he is the one who can change the mind. He's the one who can renew the mind. And he is the one who has given us one mind as his body in this world. So let us be open to receive from whomever he sends our way. Thank you so much for listening to God with me today. To read today's and other musings, learn about Christian yoga, find resources on grief and hope, and much more, visit my website, www.darienduckworth.com. A link is in the show notes, along with a song selection to accompany the musing. This week's music recommendation is by the group Bifrost Arts, and I first discovered them during Advent of last year. They've been around for a while, but um, I was really intrigued by uh, the beauty of the liturgy that they incorporate into their songs, and uh, just the sound that they have is quite beautiful. And this is an arrangement of Psalm 126. Psalm 126 was one of the lectionary readings last week. It's been coming up a lot for me, and I just loved uh, this arrangement of it, and especially the message of sowing and reaping. Enjoy it, and I hope that you will look up some more of the work of this really talented group. Speaking of music, a special thanks to Julius H. at Pixabay for the lovely music we are able to use on the podcast. You can listen to Julius's original compositions at the link in the show notes. I look forward to visiting with you again next week, and until then, all good things to each of you.